For people who were neglected as children, there's this very damaging tendency to fall in love, but with the wrong people. People who are married, people who are so far away, the whole relationship is online, people who are not into you. And if you're very, very early in the healing process, it will seem like unavailable people just seem to find you that these sad and unfulfilling emotional attachments that have filled your life just happen to you. But the truth is both wonderful and hard to hear. You attach to those people because that's what you're attracted to. Hey, it's Anna here, just taking a little pause to talk about getting help when you're having a rough time. There are a lot of things you can try, and one of them is online therapy through BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And those are very good things because finding a therapist can be really hard. BetterHelp makes it easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist who meets your criteria. And when you click the special link that I'm going to give you, it not only helps this podcast, but it gets you 10% off your first month of therapy. So you can connect with a the therapist, see what happens. And if anything feels like it's not a fit, which is common in therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. No stress about insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. So if you're struggling and you need to talk to a human, try BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-C-F. C-C-F stands for Crappy Childhood Fairy. That's BetterHelp.com slash C-C-F. There's also a link in the episode description if you need it. That might be easier. Thanks for sponsoring us, BetterHelp. Now, back to the show. Our attachments were shaped when we were tiny children. We can't help it. But just because you're attracted to a person who is trouble for you doesn't mean you have to attach to them. And this is where you have some control over what happens next. When you heal past trauma, you can put a big pause in between feeling attracted and attaching to someone. Your job is to get information, and that's a lot easier to do when you have tools and guardrails that you set up for yourself to make sure you don't go rushing in with someone you don't really know yet. My letter today is from a woman I'll call Avery, and she writes, Dear Anna, I consider myself fairly accomplished and functional in all areas of life apart from the desert of my love life. <laughs> I, I've got my fairy pencil here and I'm gonna circle things that I wanna come back to on a second reading, but let's go through and see what's going on for Avery. She says, I'm 40 and I have had only one complete relationship and even that one did not last even a year. I did have several deep platonic connections with people who were unavailable, and I have been trying to figure out why this was happening. When I first fell for a married man, a coworker, 10 years ago, I did not see the pattern. I did see a connection like I had never had before. We never crossed the line. For most of the time, I actually managed to not think about him actively because we didn't talk too often anyway. Holding hands happened once while he was driving me home from a business gathering. After that, I went a bit crazy in my head, but nothing else happened. We had some connection in the years that followed, but it eventually stopped. Cheating was never an option for me, and I believe for him, neither. He was always happy to see me, but avoided being alone with me. Okay. But there were two to three years from our meeting until we broke all contact, during which I did not date anyone. 
when I accidentally met a man from America online, and she says she's from Eastern Europe, I did not see the pattern either. On the contrary, my urge to, after a couple months of chatting, visit him and find out in real life what this was all about, made me feel certain that there was no internal sabotage present and that I was pursuing something real. But when I met him live, I realized that he was not emotionally available. He was traumatized, scared of expectations. Uh-oh, ding, ding. Responsibility, commitment, oh yeah. And he was actually masking his fears in new age crap about releasing all attachments. Oh yeah, I know the type. In hindsight, I think I could have recognized his need to gather supportive women around himself who would pine over him and make him feel good about himself. Being there, we had a wonderful time while struggling between friendship and maybe something more. <laughs> of course, after I came back home, there was not much that we could do, even though at first we tried to keep in touch. But it took me a couple of years again to move on from the experience emotionally. So there's, there it is again, like a multi-year gap between these unfulfilling relationships. Ugh. When I met another married coworker, a great platonic relationship again, only then it hit me that it was a pattern after all. This time the relationship really grew into a friendship, though we had moments of what I found online is called a work spouse dynamic. Even though we talked pretty openly about our relationship, which might have gone a different way were the circumstances different, and an affair was never an option. It took me two to three years again to gather myself and stop having the false sense of having a partner while only compensating through the connection with him. In the end, I did manage to grow indifferent to him in this sense and to remain coworkers and friends without compensation. To sum up, in the past 10 years, I had no sustainable love situation, she says. Meanwhile, I turned 40 and all along I've been doing therapy, but never managed to find a clear cause of this pattern. I don't know what you talked about. I seem to be just fine. I actually rarely meet available and likable men close to my age, so I even considered the mentality of my region to be not compatible with me, but maybe I'm overthinking. Mm -hmm. To my background, I have grown up with a strong, dedicated mom and an irrational dad prone to sudden outbursts of rage. Oh, rage, is a, rage plays a role in a lot of these stories where people can't connect. Uh huh. I remember him being predominantly verbally abusive, even though I know that he used to attack my mom physically as well. Oh, honey. I have very few memories of that. My mom managed to create a family inside our family to take us kids in and somehow give us stability in spite of our dad. Oh, interesting. Like the secret family within a family, sort of like the secret relationship within the workplace. I could see how those compartments were set up for you. I don't like to analyze too much about the past, therefore the present, because really what matters is what you do now, but I can see that. Sure, when dad was around, we had to walk on eggshells, never knowing what would trigger him next, but we did it all together. We had each other, we were a team. And mom's team is one of reason, so we grew up as a really rational and intellectual. Dad's irrationality was the polar opposite, so emotions got somehow banned in our psyches to some extent. So I think what you're saying is it got easy to talk yourself into tolerating um, a relationship that was unfulfilling. As a naturally highly emotional person, I grew up truly confused about myself and in the end had to learn to connect my rationality and emotions. I did not date at all until I was 27. Wow. And I'm sure that this has something to do with the dynamic in my family. My siblings did not have any relationships while growing up either. 
Okay, so maybe you were masking through that. My wish is to find a real relationship, a loving partner to become a mother. Okay, not to waste any second more on fantasies. I know I do need this deep connection. I do need friendship as a base before developing any feelings towards a person. Um, I'm going to talk about that. I don't think that's true. I'm not a person who can fall in love on the first or second or even third sight. I have to get to know the person first, to get to trust him like I could not trust my dad. Oh, okay, okay. So you do know that about yourself. What I would like to know from you most of all is whether you have any experience with symptoms like mine and what would your take on it be? I really appreciate your point of view and all the videos that I've seen so far. Okay, and that's Avery. Thank you, Avery. Yes, um, this is really common for people who are traumatized and your trauma, it, it, I don't, it was, I'm so sorry. That just wasn't good. There's an absolute explanation why this is hard for you and why you're reluctant. And so I guess I'll start at, you want to get married and have a child and you don't have a minute to waste. And so, as you know, there's no guarantee that this can happen in time, but I'm all for you giving it a try. And I would, I would love for you to end up married and however you end up having a child, whether it's naturally or through adoption, I want that for you. That's your heart's desire. So that's, let's assume that's where you belong. You have all this stuff in the way, some trauma-driven behavior, which is that you have trouble detecting when all your emotional and romantic energy is going into somebody who cannot return it, will not return it. And you've done this again, and it takes so much out of you that you end up with these like three-year pauses, two to three-year pauses before you get feelings for somebody again. So the practical way that many people handle this, I have a relative who did this, is you get very clear about what you want. I did that. I had had you know, one terrible relationship after another, and when everything changed for me, the, the first step that launched the change for me was that I got very, very clear about what I wanted. It has to be somebody who is not married, not in a relationship, is looking for marriage, does wanna have children. And you get to put that out about yourself quite early, quite early. You know, it's one thing when people are like 17 and dating where it's just a date, but at your stage of life, this is something to put out there. And, and there are good people who are looking for the same thing. I think, you know, when we're a little older than, than um, the age when people normally get together to form a family, that some of the good people are taken, it's true, but some of the good people have just returned to being available. And some of them, like you, haven't had a secure long-term relationship yet because maybe something was in the way, but like you, they're working on themselves. So many good things are possible, but it's time to eliminate all things that are not that. You have to be clear what the criteria are of what you're looking for and not date or get involved or have a so-called platonic friendship. When you say platonic, it wasn't really because you had feelings for them. Platonic means there really are no feelings on either side. So none of that, none of that. You can't have where one person has feelings for the other because that occupies your emotional energy. And you've no, observed in yourself that your, your romantic feelings are slow to evolve and they, they end up like going away for a long time after you have loss and hurt. So we want to minimize loss and hurt by you not getting deeply involved with people until you get to know them. And I'll tell you how to do that. You do not sleep with them. That's the great secret of how you can delay attachment while you date and get to know somebody. 
Now, some people will say, nobody will do that, but you'd be surprised. The minute I decided that that's how I was gonna do it, the first person I met happened to be somebody who also wanted to go very, very slowly. It's funny how that works. When you get very clear about what you want and you start to stand up for it and not deviate into things that are not going to work out for you, then you'll be surprised how quickly the good thing shows up. And then you're going to have to put yourself out there wherever you live. I know you have online dating and I know it's weird, but there are ways and it's worth sometimes getting a dating coach or taking a course on, you know, how do you do this? How can you get up to speed quickly on how to meet somebody online? Because that's a way to do it, especially to find people who are truly available. And so then there's always the possibility that somebody is not being straightforward. When you're online dating, you don't want to go texting, texting, texting on and on or, you know, Zoom calls or whatever for too long. You need to meet them in person. It's the only way to know if you have attraction. So for you, you said you don't really get that right away. You don't feel those feelings. Now, falling in love, sure, falling in love should take a while. But attraction, do you get that early on? Because that's, you kind of have to have that. You do have to have that. You have to have attraction. And then you search for compatibility of goals. And then you search for just like, do you enjoy yourself with the person? Does your time with them sort of call you forward into a slightly better version of yourself in a comfortable way, not pretending you're somebody you're not, but you just find yourself feeling kind of inspired to take a next step in your life that's better for you just because being around this person sort of turns you into that. It turns you into the better version of yourself. Do you both feel that you can and are willing to be together? It takes time to discern that, but if it's very hard to do that if somebody's long distance. I would, well, I wouldn't rule it out exactly, but if you're going to do long distance dating, you have to get together quite soon. Do not stay in the same dwelling when you meet up. Don't do that. Once, once sex occurs, there's this bond that happens and it starts taking you down the wrong track when all you're trying to do is get to know them if you're compatible. The longer you can delay that while you get to know them, the better. If the attraction is there, it's there. And if somebody's not willing to get to know you for a period of time before they get sex out of the deal, I don't know, they're just not that sincere a person. They're not perhaps suitable to be the father of your children. So a whole different mindset needs to come in. And of course, you're gonna be taking care of yourself, bringing out the best in yourself, in your appearance, in your communication, bad habits that you might have, it's time to get rid of them. Like, I don't know, gossiping, complaining, smoking cigarettes, that was mine. I used to smoke cigarettes and the biggest thing that caused me to quit was I thought no one good is gonna date me. <laughs> And I quit and uh, I dated a whole bunch of messed up people after that, it didn't solve everything. But I'm just saying, it's time to get your life together, to clear away the obstacles. Do you have a lot of anger or just like ideological intensity that sort of tends to drive people off? You know, it's time to become somebody who is on the red carpet towards marriage, very different. You treat yourself very differently and very well. And I would really do the research, there's good people on YouTube who teach about this and do the work. And, you know, there's also a lot of like schools of thought where they're just, there's a lot of people who are very postmodern and they're just like, oh yeah, sex with tons of people until something takes. You know, if that worked for some of us, it would have worked by now. We're gonna do something a little more systematically now. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs in the episode description below or on my website, 
crappychildhoodfairy.com. If you're going through a hard time and you need online therapy, I encourage you to check out BetterHelp. They're easy and affordable, and they can connect you with someone you choose within a few days. And if you use this special URL, you not only help this channel, but you get 10% off your first month of therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash ccf, as in crappy childhood fairy. That's betterhelp.com slash ccf. And remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.